In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, Ole Olson was up at the Super Bowl, and he had an extra seat next to him, and there was a guy that was, didn't have as good a seat. Ole was right down on the 50-yard line. And he saw that, and he thought, well, we'll just check it out. Maybe he could move in there. So he says, I see you got an extra seat there. Ole says, oh, yeah, sure. He says, you know, that's, that was for the wife, Lena. You know, she and I have been come to Super Bowl for, since 1987, every year. And, but now Lena has died, and so, you know, her seat is empty. And the guy said, oh, well, gee, that's too bad, thinking he might still get in there. Uh, but don't you have any uh, friends or relatives that, you know, might want to use that seat? Oh, yeah, Ole said, lots of them, but, you know, they're all at the funeral. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess <laughs> there are <laughs> sacrifices, and then there are sacrifices. That's what Jesus was talking about in today's gospel lesson. He again brought up to the disciples uh, the sacrifice that he was going to make. And he said to them, The Son of Man must suffer many things at the hands of the chief priests, scribes, and elders, and be killed, and be raised again on the third day. Well, the disciples didn't think that sounded like a very good idea. And Peter, of course, always bold to say something, even when he should, you know, probably keep his mouth shut, spoke up and said, Well, you know, Lord, uh, no, he rebuked Jesus, which we don't know exactly what words he used to rebuke Jesus, but in my mind it went something like this. No, don't talk like that. You're going to be okay. You're not, you, you're not going to die. Things are going well. Just, you know, that's, that's such a, a downer thing to say. That's so negative. Don't talk like that. You're going to be fine. And you're going to keep doing great things for people and for Israel. Yeah, yeah, that, that it's going to be okay. Don't say that stuff. He was probably emboldened by the fact that just a few verses before this, he had said something that Jesus really liked. You know, P Peter was kind of a free swinger. He struck out most of the time, but every once in a while he knocked one out of the park. And here was a round tripper that he delivered just a few short verses before this. Jesus had said to the disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they said, Well, you know, some say John the baptizer, some say Elijah, one of the prophets, you know, like that. And he said, But, but, but who do you say that I am? And Peter jumped up and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, good answer, Peter. That came from God. And that's the kind of rock-solid confession upon which I can build my church, and the gates of hell won't be able to prevail against it. So Peter had just been pumped up with this other thing that he had said. And I, I, I think that it gave him the courage to say something else, to take Jesus aside and say, no, don't, don't talk like that. Uh, you know, the, the, this death talk is, is a downer. But Jesus turned on him like a rabid dog and rebuked him and said, get behind me, Satan, because the stuff you're saying is not of divine origin. That's of human origin. And uh, then he turned to the crowd and he said, if you would be my follower, whoever wants to be my follower needs to deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever would lose his life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and forfeit his life? I feel bad for Peter. I feel bad for Peter because I kind of feel bad for me. Because that's the same kind of challenge that you and I have. Is this thing about, uh, are we going to have to sacrifice and is there going to be suffering involved 
with this Christianity thing. And Peter and Andrew and the guys, had all, they had sacrificed. They had left family business. They had left home and gone and followed Jesus around for three years. They had sacrificed. And they were thinking, maybe we won't have to sacrifice that much more. They had seen Jesus doing good stuff. They thought they were on the right track. They believed they had hitched their wagon to the right star because he was doing the stuff that the Old Testament prophets said that the Messiah would do. The, the uh, lepers uh, were cleansed, the lame walked, the deaf hear, the blind receive their sight, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news preached to them. And that was all happening with Jesus. Now, all he had to do to fulfill the expectations of every other Israelite that was out there besides the disciples is just make sure he kicked Rome out and restored Israel to its proper place in the world and brought on another golden age like King David except even better. That's all he had to do and then everything would be perfect. But then he's talking about this suffering and dying stuff again. And you know, that's, that's no way to recruit people. You can't be getting new disciples by saying, well, you could have to suffer and die if you, if you follow me. I mean, the U.S. Navy doesn't, they, they, they advertise like, join the Navy and see the world. They don't say join the Navy and be ready to swamp out latrines. They don't say join the Navy and get shot at. No, they put their best foot forward on these things. And that's what they thought Jesus should do too. This business of suffering shouldn't, and here's our question too, this is contemporary. Shouldn't there be some sort of perks for being a follower of Jesus? I mean, this doesn't have to be like term life insurance that you have to die before it pays off, does it? Shouldn't we get some sort of bonuses for being followers of Jesus? Shouldn't we get out of some suffering because we're doing this? And the answer is no. No, no, we shouldn't. Well, why should we follow a crucified Christ? That doesn't... Because... Because only those people who have been to the foot of the cross, who have seen suffering, know that the one in the universe that is there for us is one who has suffered. He has suffered for us, and he will suffer with us. Suffering is part of this life. We are not going to get dipped out of all of our troubles, but we are going to have a God who goes through all of our troubles with us, who is with us and lends his presence and his power. It's not that we have less trouble as a Christian. No, we don't. What we have is more power and more presence to be able to deal with those issues, to deal with that suffering. And what we have is the assurance that in the end, we're going to be okay. The devil and the forces of evil really thought they'd pulled a trick when they killed the Son of God. Ah, we won, we got him, we killed the Son of God. And then there's the other voice that comes out and says, He is not here. He is risen. Suffering. Author C.M. Clough in his book, uh, Cross, Crosses in Christianity, in the Christian Experience, uh, says this. He said, there are three different kinds of suffering. There are burdens, there are thorns, and there are crosses. Burdens are the things that everybody experiences just by virtue of being a human being living in a broken, sinful, fallen world. Everybody is going to experience you know, the pain of childbirth and then diaper rash and teenage pimples and heartbreak and taxes and you know, relationship problems and aging and death. Okay, okay, everybody does that. That's just what it is to live in this world that is sinful and broken. 
Those are the burdens. And then there's the thorns. The thorns are things that not everybody has. Thorns are like St. Paul said, he had a thorn in the flesh. We don't know what that was. If that was he had a gimpy leg or if he had clinical depression or migraines, we don't know what it was. People have speculated, but they don't know. But he, he prayed to this be taken away from him several times, and the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. I think the Lord knew that if, Peter were, or that if Paul were on top of the world all the time, his head would get so big he couldn't get it through the door. My grace is sufficient for you. Thorns are things, I, I understand thorns. Uh, my father had a thorn in the flesh. When he was 18 years old, he developed osteomyelitis. It left his right hip totally fused. And he had to walk and farm and ranch with that thing his whole career and pain every single day. That's a thorn. Or your thorn might be that you, have, uh, you might have clinical depression or you might have uh, diabetes or heart disease or autism or uh, cancer or something else. That's a thorn. Not everybody has it. More than you have it, but not everybody has it. And then there are crosses. That's the third kind of suffering. Burdens, thorns, crosses. Crosses are things that you don't have to have. Crosses are, are sufferings that you go through and I go through because we choose to. We willingly choose to participate in the sufferings of other people. That's how we bear a cross. We take care of those people. We fight the forces of evil with the Lord Jesus by helping the poor and the disadvantaged and the people who are troubled and disturbed. We pick up our cross when we give instead of take. St. Francis of Assisi said, For it is in giving that we receive, and it is in dying to self that we are raised again, born again in new life. It is in giving that we receive. People are looking for a life of meaning and a life of purpose. And that'll give you a life of meaning and purpose. Follow the leader is a not, was not a game for the disciples. We used to play that when I was a kid. We'd go over big things and crawl under things and squeeze through things to make sure everybody would have a tough time following the leader. Well, the disciples did that. They, and they discovered eventually, they found out what it was, that follow the leader is more than a good game. It may cause us to, to squeeze through sometimes once in a while, but it is a way of purpose and a way of meaning in life. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.